If you could make an arrest for bad temper, thought Letterer, this whole damn city would be on Riker's Island. He stepped off the curb and into the street. Horns blared behind him. The uniforms had blocked off Riverside from 72nd up to 75th, and the diversion onto Broadway was causing an angry tangle. He'd parked on Columbus and walked over. It was easier. The warm wind gusting off the river tugged at his hat. The stink was powerful, sweet, cloying. He could not say what it reminded him of, but something. The tanker lay like a huge cracked egg frying in the middle of the street. It spilled a great wide slick of dark, thick liquid, pooling from the center line out along the western curb. He stepped carefully around it. A white Buick wagon lay sprawled on its side at the corner of 73rd. There was very little left of its rear compartment. The windshield was shattered on the driver's side and speckled with blood. You could pretty much guess what happened. The Buick had turned onto Riverside against the light. The trucker was moving fast and hit his brakes to avoid it. Much too late, and much too hard. They were tricky, these tankers, especially if you ran them full and without baffles. The heavy sheets of steel which lay inside the tank, separating the load into compartments, so that they took some of the wave action when you braked. Without the baffles, you could still brake fast if you had to. But you'd better not turn the wheel. Because if you did, you had maybe 9,500 gallons behind you. And all this weight, this huge wave of liquid back there starts to push forward, jackknifing the cab at the fifth wheel, and ramming you with every bit of its weight like a battering ram. It better be one hell of a driver to control all that. He guessed this one wasn't. There wasn't much left of him. Again, it was easy to imagine. The tank had jackknifed the cab all the way around to what was probably no more than a ten-degree angle. Then the wave effect started. The first wave went forward, the second back and the third side to side, all of it one great heaving surge of motion. It was the side to side that killed the driver, toppling the tank off its subframe directly onto his cab, squashing it like a cardboard container. The man inside was nothing but a wide smear of red and gray between the crushed roof and the fake leather seat, a bug against a windshield. It had been fast, anyway. The guy had that much luck. McCann was standing by the traffic light. He walked over. What's the cargo? Letterer asked. Damned if I know. Smells sweet. Liquid sweet or something. Take a look at the logo there. Painted in red letters along the side of the tank were the words, Ladies Ink. What the hell's that mean? said Letterer. McCann shrugged. I guess it means that at least we can assume our feet won't glow in the dark. Letterer lit a cigarette and watched the cleanup crew work the spill and the wrecking crew tried to pull fifty-five feet of steel off the guy in the cab. Uniforms held the perimeter. A good-sized crowd had gathered. Some were standing on park benches. A few kids mostly were perched in trees, looking for a better view. It would take a while, but they'd get their view all right, when the boys pulled off that tank. What about the wagon? Woman in the driver's seat, no passengers, mid-twenties, I'd say. No seatbelt. My wife does the same thing. I tell her, use the goddamn seatbelt, but she knows better. And me out here looking at this shit a dozen times a month. They took her down to Roosevelt half an hour ago. You ask me, she's not going to make it.